All right, filling in on the Gator Bites podcast today is me. Sorry, no Hacker Green this week as he's covering the Senior Bowl, but I am joined by Denny Thompson. You're not apologizing to me, are you? No, I'm apologizing to the listeners who will send you hate mail for having me on instead of Hacker. I love hate mail. I'll send you some of mine. <laughs> uh, Denny, nice to see you. You too. We don't get to work together very often because you're on the uh, night shift and I'm yeah. here during the day. So. You're in bed long before we go on. Yeah, Pots, what, well, you're 9 to 11. 9 to 11. So, yeah, you're right. Not not long after that do I crawl in about 10, 1030. But yeah. um, interesting weekend and, and not in terms of the NFL games that were highly entertaining and controversial, of course, but um, some college coaching news out of Gainesville. Give me the latest on the drama in defensive backs coaches that switch and and maybe take some recruits with them. Yeah, I feel like I can I can speak what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit more in depth about this than most because okay. coach Warren who left Florida to go to Georgia this weekend um, was in town last weekend recruiting. And my other job besides Tenton XL I train quarterbacks and I talked to college coaches literally every single day, multiple coaches. In fact, right before we did this podcast last Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I was on the phone with Coach Warren, you know, right there, the next door, next room over. And he had been named? No. At that point, yet. he's still at Florida. Okay. And so the news breaks what, Friday, Saturday that he's at Georgia. And the big deal is um, Kair Elam was – on his official visit at Florida two weekends ago mm-hmm. and at Georgia this week. And so Gator Nation assumes that the only reason Georgia made this hire was to land this Elam kid. Okay. And Is that a fair assumption? No, it's a terrible assumption. And it's like, y'all really seriously need to dig a little bit deeper into this situation. Because let me, let me put it a couple different ways, Lauren. Number one, let's start with Elam. Okay. Elam's a great player. He's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not – like. Florida and Georgia are so much bigger as programs than this kid is. Sure. And don't get me wrong, Florida would love to have him, and he's a very good player. But he plays a position where Florida's got plenty of them. Yeah, and and I don't know that any team ever built a championship season around cornerbacks, with all due respect. No. Right? No, I mean, Vernon Hargraves was a very big recruit for Florida, and they spent a lot of time getting him. They've done the same thing with Elam, but trust me on this, nobody's hiring a coach at half a million dollars a year to go grab a kid unless you're, I don't know, an up-and-coming program. I don't think Georgia or Florida qualifies as an up-and-coming program, do they? No, I, would, I wouldn't think so. I mean, they're established, <laughs> right? The biggest recruits this year, Kayvon Thibodeau and Nolan Smith, right. they're not even that guy. Sure. Like, I mean, not even close. There's just not that guy but, here. But can't you agree that from a fan's perspective, the timing of all this is very interesting. Optics look crappy. Yes. Yes. The optics are terrible. And in a time when optics matter, I mean, and when I mean a time, I mean like in 2019, it seems everything we do, say, tweet, or yeah. otherwise falls under a microscope. The timing of this is very interesting. Well, the timing of it's smart. It's crafty. I mean, if you're Georgia, it's crafty. And and I think take a look behind the curtain of how coaching works in college football. These guys are not negotiating their own contract. It's not like it's not like you and I. If we want to go somewhere else, we have to apply, right? We have to go have an interview. Sure. And they don't have to do that crap. It's like they know he was he was sought after. We're talking about Warren, right? right. Warren, Warren. Is, okay. is a great coach, and I don't know him as in like we're buddies and friends. I know him from a professional standpoint. Right. We probably talked to him. I don't know, an hour, hour and a half last week. Because, like I said, he was in Jacksonville recruiting. 
he's he is a sought after guy. And if you're Georgia and you're giving him a promotion, which they did, and you're giving him a raise, which they did, mm-hmm. and you're Warren's agent, well, just think about that for a second. I'm Warren's agent, and I want to get this deal done. Hey, why don't we go ahead and get this done now? Mm-hmm. Right? Can just kind of close, mm-hmm. right? We've all been in situations where you got to become a closer, mm-hmm. like ABC. Always be closing, exactly. And coffee is for closers. Is it true though? I don't really know. I feel like coffee's for everyone. I feel like martinis are for closers. I was going to say, yeah, our show sponsored by ABC. I'm going to go with like whiskey. Yeah, yeah, whiskey's for closers. Fair enough. But I, I just think if you pull all that together, and and my bigger deal on this, Lauren, is are you really going to reduce this man to that? Like, are you really going to say? That this man is getting the job because he's recruiting a kid when he's got a long history of sure. successful coaching. This is a 17 or 18 year old kid. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to reduce this guy's coaching career. And I'm a Florida fan. Don't get me wrong. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, Warren, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. You couldn't wait until Monday. Right. But then the more I dug into it, the more I thought, you know what? I'd do some crap like that. Like, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'd do some crap like that. Because why? You would do what kind of crap? I need you to define the crap that you believe has been done. I would take advantage of an opportunity, as most would in that way. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, the opportunity being a better job, better opportunity for him. All of it. All of it uh, yeah. an, an ability to close a deal uh-huh. based off of one circumstance. We've all done it at some point in our lives. Like He's looking at this going, the Georgia rumors had been around for the last week and a half. Okay. he's He was recruiting for Florida. In my time talking with him, not one time did he bring up Georgia. I didn't bring it up, mm-hmm. although I knew the rumors. Sure. Because the kids that he was recruiting for me are not DBs. Right. If they were, I would have. But the, he was not their direct coach. So what I, my point in this whole thing, Lauren, is, is simply he saw an opportunity. Georgia saw an opportunity. They were going to do it anyway, so why not do it at that point? If the shoe was on the other foot and Florida was taking somebody from Georgia, mm-hmm. Florida fans would have been like, oh, this is genius. What great timing. But the optics of it were just kind of crappy. And and being a coach, and you've been around a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. like I just I don't ever want to think that if I get some type of opportunity that I'm being reduced to a 17-year-old kid. I would like to think that my body of work speaks for itself. Meaning that he should be – that Warren should be acknowledged – for his skills and not the fact that this young man, Elam, is happening, is, is coming with him. Right. Meaning he's being hired for all the other things he's doing, not because he's bringing Kyir Elam with him. And that just happened to be happening. Yeah. Like, you're right. The optics of it are crappy. Sure. Okay, now l- let me ask you this. Because I tend to, at times, it concerns me that the, that the regulations on student-athletes and what's required of them, that seems to increase in terms of um, when they're allowed to make commitments and when they're not and and all those things that come with it. But what seems to kind of be – have no restrictions on is is, are these coaching changes. Mm -hmm. And these these young men – and we can put this for every sport, but specifically for football. These young men are making decisions, and as much as we want to – wave the banner of commit to the school not to the coach that's not what happens it's no you don't take a job necessarily at a place an organization just because you want to work there right right maybe the person who's bringing you in has an has a plan for you denny here's what we have in mind for you here's what we'd like to do with you i will make sure that that the 
job responsibilities that are laid out in front of you. We're going to work hand in hand or I'm going to set this up for you, whatever it happens to be. And then that person's gone and you're at the company and you're thinking, well, this is great. Unless it's like your dream place to work. Right. The idea of the person who brought you in and the plan they had for you, you might be next out the door because whoever comes in next says, you know what? I got my own way of doing things. I got my own people to bring it in. So the point I'm getting at, Denny, here is if the timing and the optics look bad, whether there was any plan in that and and securing this young man or not, why don't they, and and when I mean they, the NCAA, who has a rule, it seems like, for everything, put these rules in in place that here's, you want a a commitment window? Well, you get a hiring window. No, I agree. I tweeted that out. You're exactly right. And and in this situation, you actually could tip your hat because he's making the decision before signing day. Right. Like, you actually could say, well, at least he's not recruiting kids and then leaving the day after signing day which I had happen with a quarterback during early signing. He signed with Troy. Troy's coach took the head coaching job at West Virginia mm-hmm. the day before he was supposed to report. And there are and there are no there are no I don't There's no restrictions. Use, no, and there's no restrictions and I hate to use the word punishment because that seems so extreme for a game at the end of the day, but there are no um, consequences for these coaches who go I'm going to tell you what I need you to hear so no, that you commit not. to this. Yeah, you're right. And then they go. I mean, these kids are set are forced to essentially sit out or or, or go. Or go. Well, and, and people say all the time, well, they should be able to change their commitment. It's not that simple, especially at a quarterback position, because then you got to find somebody who hasn't signed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they can say, oh, well, never mind, and there's a rush of schools, unless you're you know a five-star kid, that say, yeah, come, come here. We want you. And in most cases, these guys have committed six months prior. Yeah. And any school that they would have thought about before has taken other commitments. So it's it's a it is a trickle down effect. But I, I like your I like your thought on that because a I believe early signing should go away. It doesn't do anything but benefit the colleges. That's mm-hmm. it. So you'd get rid of what was just put in place the December one. Yes, okay. it, it it makes zero sense. If you're going to have early signing, have it in August, and you know you're kind of no going in if you're a player. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm signing. In the scenario you gave to my dream school, sure, sure. and regardless of if the coach is here or not, this is where I want to go. In December, it doesn't do any good. You're only what is it a two month window or yeah. month and a half before real signing day? But then the other thing that they need to do is they need to say, okay, all hires have to be done by this date. Yeah. And if if a weird situation arises, there's got to be like a review panel or something. If a coach gets fired, like Art Browse a couple years right, ago, no. or if there's if a there's situation controversy, if there's something that that pops up not i mean I, i'm i'm right there with you i think we both have it figured out exactly perfectly well, and they just need to hire us. yeah exactly um but there i mean if there's a if there's a no contact period in recruiting mm-hmm. there should be a essentially freeze period if you will on when coaches should be able to make changes unless there's some extenuating circumstance a death um an arrest i mean seriously and a death and an arrest something extreme right. Right. that grants or warrants some exception to the rule right and it's like you gotta it's a fine line because we live in a capitalistic society and so if a coach does well he gets a promotion you don't want to stop him from taking that promotion but but i think something's got to happen i would think something has to happen because this is happening way too many times and most people only look at the coordinators and the head coaches the reality is the position coaches do most of the recruiting Mm -hmm. coach warren for example is not He's he's here recruiting quarterbacks that I train from Jacksonville and all over, but he's not the quarterback coach, but he recruits this area. And so the relationship gets formed with him initially. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's multiplied if they're a DB, if they're of that position, right? So now, not only is he recruiting Jacksonville, he's recruiting Jacksonville defensive backs, which Elam is not, but just use an example. That relationship is very strong. So all of a sudden, yeah, I want to go to Florida. Well, wait, he's gone. He is Florida to me, to your point. It's not the science department or the law department or anything like that. These, A lot of these kids are, yes, they're students. Half of these kids would never go to college if it wasn't for a ball. I would agree. I also think it's, listen, the reality of what the student athlete is in 2019 is much different than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 25 or 30 years ago. Most of these, I mean, you work with these young people every single day. And, Denny, if I'm wrong about this, please tell me. But from what I see from a perspective of youth sports and the mentality of of some of these young people is more about how am I going to be successful? Where's the best place that I can go that I can make it to the next level? Mm -hmm. And it's less about, well, my dad played at Florida, so I want to be – and my grandpa went to Florida, and my grandpa's grandpa went, and I'm going to be a Florida guy. I think there are less and less of those type of players and more that are like – See that guy that plays on Sunday? That's where I, that's yeah. what I want. And that and tell me how I get there. Especially in an area like we live in. Sure. Because the statistics are throw them out the window. In rural America and in the Midwest and Northeast and all that kind of stuff, that those one in every one hundred statistics are true. In Jacksonville, Florida, every high school has five or six division one kids. Mm-hmm. So our our guys are seeing this on a daily basis. It's it's not a pipe dream right it's a reality because my best friend just did it and his best friend's playing in the league now so you're right it, it is an advancement type of thing now i will give i will give florida and i'll give dan mullen a ton of credit knowing that signing day's right around the corner they jumped quick and went and made an amazing hire and i think in some ways a better hire than what they just left uh torian gray knows this area they went and hired him from the redskins he was with the florida gators with under jim McElwain. Um, he's got Lakeland on like lockdown, mm-hmm. Lauren. Like mm-hmm. if if there's a kid coming out of Lakeland, he's got him. Florida's yeah. getting him, mm-hmm. and Lakeland's been very good to Florida throughout the last couple of decades, and was again this past year. And he's a good coach. James and I had this conversation on the sports den. A lot of times we put these guys into a category of just being able to recruit, and it's probably unfair. That does get you advancement in college football, but. When you look at what Torian Gray has done from a development standpoint with not only his guys but also in the league the last two years in Washington, like they may have upgraded yeah. from the aspect of an on-the-field coach. So do you think the upset Florida fans, uh, really all they can see it through is this kind of this tunnel vision of he took Kair Elam with him when he should have been a Gator? Which he didn't, by the way, because Elam still hasn't announced where he's going. Where do you think he goes? I still think he goes to Florida. Really? Yeah. Why? And everybody that I've talked to still thinks he goes to Florida. Because of his sibling? It, it, I mean, there's a legacy at Florida. Um, I think Florida's been on him the longest. They've recruited him the hardest. And a lot of times these guys, like you were talking about advancement, another thing is they really want to go where they're wanted. And there's Don't something, we all at the end of the day? Yeah, there's something to be said about – they were after me before such and such was after me, right? There's something to be said about that, right. and and I think Dan Mullen jumping and hiring Torian Gray as high, as quickly as he did tells you a couple of things. One, they went after who they wanted and they got him at the DB coach, and I guarantee you, Torian Gray is talking to Matt Elam if he hasn't already sure. today. 
And so I, I don't think, you know, if he goes to Georgia, then I'll be wrong on that. But I don't think in the big scheme of things it turns out to be that big of a deal. And I didn't think that this weekend, by the way. Um, but you would have thought when I took up for for Warren, you would have thought that I just said, I'm, I am no longer a Gator fan. <laughs> like, it, folks, you can be reasonable and be a you fan. You can? Oh. Yes, no, it is no, possible. No. It is possible the at times. The word fan comes frenetic and craziness. <laughs> you can't make any rational thoughts. You can't use statistics or anything that's concrete to support no. your... But, but I think people have this thing in their head, too. And I did I did too before I got into it, where it's hard to differentiate what these guys do for a living and what we all do for a living. Sure. Like You, you think because he's at Georgia, he spent the last week working on that contract. In reality, his agent did. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, the, I'll put it this way. I've been doing this a long time. I don't even know how long anymore because I used to say I've been doing it 12 years, and I realized I've been saying 12 years for like four years. Right, yeah. Right? So I don't That's even know how long. That's not good math. No, it's way. not. So the next person that I see as a recruiter that tells me they're thinking about another job will be the first. And these guys are friends of mine. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't even think their brains are wired that way. They are here today. They're getting paid to do their job today, yeah. and they're working so dang hard, they don't even think about what's tomorrow. Well, another thing I think fans forget is that, really, at the end of the day, college football is a business, mm-hmm. and and coaches are hired and fired every single day based on their performances, based on opportunities that they, they leave for opportunities that are either better or they leave because... They no longer have a job. But, so this idea of, of coaches having to be loyal to certain programs, I think, is unless you are the Mike Gundys of the world or um, the Gary Pattersons of the world who are, are ingrained and going to stay there forever or guys like Mac Brown who go back to where they were and where it all began, all these things, that doesn't really exist. So, so when uh, – Well, you just talked all head coaches. We right. talked about guys right. who are at the right exactly. Pinnacle. So so these assistants who and and looking at Warren's last three years, he was at Tennessee in seventeen, mm-hmm. Florida at eighteen, and now Georgia in nineteen. He He's working somewhere else. Up. That's exactly right, and that's how it goes. But <laughs> but I, I but I also can see where people are like, listen, that seems shady. The optics, the timing, of oh, absolutely. It. And again, you circle back around to what you and I said. If they put parameters and guidelines on when these hirings can happen in terms of assistants and or head coaches, then it's kind of the, the point's moot. He takes the job, the kid makes his decision, and you can't you don't really have to draw the comparison. I actually had a guy on Twitter that I don't remember if he he may have DM'd me this that said what example is this guy teaching his wife and his kids? What? Uh, yeah. Uh, by taking another job? Exa- by, yeah. that's By not seeing his contract through. No. And I thought, oh, no. you have got to be kidding me. Like, this guy got a promotion. What he's teaching his kids is you work your ass off. Yeah. And at the end of the and day, you hopefully you get another opportunity. It. Yes. And I think, I think the other thing is, is Georgia. And in Florida oh, fans' right, right. mind. He might as well have gone to, like, you're playing for the devil. Right, really, right, right. And Florida guys, mind, that's not a promotion. We're Florida. Sure. And they're not wrong. But when a school or when another job gives you more money and more opportunity and mm-hmm. more responsibilities, I'm pretty sure that's called a promotion, right? I would think so. I, yes. And in, in most people's eyes. All right. Let me ask you this. Take off your orange and blue for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Is this a better job for Warren than yes. the one in Gainesville? Why? Yeah. Be- because of everything I just named. Okay. Um He's. Is Kirby smart? 
listen, every job. A better head coach to work for not, than Dan no, Mullen? No, not necessarily. But okay. it's not, I don't have anything to do with the schools. Let's say he went from Florida to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Nobody will agree that those two are That's right. equal in football. No. But Vanderbilt was going to give him more responsibility that he could put on his resume. Right. And it depends build. on what his end game and his goal is, right? And it's. I'm going to take a stab and say that he would like to at some point be a defensive coordinator and maybe a head coach down the. So the more that I can build towards that, the better, right? There's plenty of people that take promotions, and I'm using air quotes, that don't even come with a pay raise Mm -hmm. because it's it's helping them get to their end goal, right? Right. His came with a raise, but just let's just say it didn't. All of us have done that, I think, yeah. at some point in our lives. Sure. And so I think you just you just got to look at it that way. All right. Give me a quick uh, couple of minutes here. Early enrollees, mm-hmm. beneficial? I mean, are you like leaps and bounds ahead, but before everybody else gets there in May or June, whenever they show up, is it more beneficial for the student athlete, for the coaches, all the way around? I love early enrollment opportunities for a couple of reasons. One, to answer your question directly, yes, it's – Hugely beneficial. To everyone. To, to college, to the kid, to everybody. You can argue that they're missing their last half of their senior year. But but again, I think, uh, Denny, that goes back to this fantasy world that we think, like when we were in high school, we were like, how could you give up your spring semester of your yeah, senior? Yeah, I would have done that's, it. Well, that's what I mean. And, and yeah. I think kids these days are going, no, I'm trying to get to the next level because I want to be on that Heisman stage because I want to go play on Sundays. Wait, people are worried that he's missing prom. Like, which one <laughs> of us made good go back, decisions on prom? Like, I mean, <laughs> right. it's, it's – uh, but, no, it's it's hugely beneficial. But the but I think – I'll throw it to something else that a lot of people haven't thought of that's happening in college football and people are unaware. Kids are graduating in three years mm-hmm. because of early enrollment. Because they're going in January, they're staying for summer classes, so by the time that they get to when they would have normally gone, they're dang near a sophomore. And so everybody that was screaming about you, you got to have degrees, well, they're getting them now. Mm-hmm. And James and I were talking about the other day, Lauren, I think that the NCAA should actually say once you get that degree, we'll pay you. Like If you're a graduate and you're playing in NCAA football still, mm-hmm. then – you get a small paycheck. Mm, okay. You know, and, and I think anything that we can do to promote that graduation rate mm-hmm. is good, and I think early enrollment does that. All right, very good. Denny Thompson, I appreciate you letting me hang out with you for Gator Bites. Yes. Uh, you can catch Denny weeknights, mm-hmm. 9 to 11. Yep. Except for, except for Tuesday Tuesdays. nights, which is yeah. Tuesday after helmets and heels and push Then we go 10 to back. midnight. 10 to midnight. Very good. I appreciate it, Denny. Yep. Thank you. All right.